Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Oh, those Orioles. What the hell happened? A couple weeks ago, Vegas had the Orioles making the playoffs, going to the World Series, winning it all. Everybody's talking about them all over sports media. Look at these Orioles. Are they the real deal? Man, did that change quick. Orioles have lost 10 of their 12 last 12 games. Holy shit, man. This is brutal. Say it all the time. It's tough to be an Orioles fan. But we will get through this, and we will enjoy the days when they finally get here. When the Orioles will be good again and when they'll have a winning season. Because right now, 14 and 18, that's called shit in the bed. Losing the last 10 out of 12 games. But we're going to all get through this together, right? Going to get through this together. Love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I say it every week. Hit me up on Twitter at Fullcountchaos. Or uh, yeah, you can check my, check out the website. You want to see what I look like? <laughs> Somebody said you don't post enough photos of yourself. I, I don't think people are tuned in and always wanting to know what kind of hairstyle I had that day. But uh, fullcountchaos.com. Anyway, talking about the Orioles. Uh, sorry I wasn't here last week. Power went out. Power in my house went out about three hours before I was going to record. So everything just shit the bed. Couldn't do that. Power did, power was off for a while. I think like Tuesday it comes back on. That was a shit show. So I just said, fuck it. Wait till next week. Was going to maybe do one through midweek, but I think I was so pissed off that the Orioles were losing like six in a row. I'm like, no, forget that. I'm going to wait till, uh, till the next weekend. But yeah, as soon as the power goes out these days, it's like the first thing on your mind is like, shit, how much battery power enough do I have on my phone? I didn't have any power left on my cell phone it was at like 10 percent like guess i won't be watching any porn hub when the wife goes to sleep huh am i right or am i right huh anyone no anyway so we got through that power came back on had to go out and grocery shop get everything even though i'm sure everything was fine you know the wife's like i think everything's bad what's that smell Anyway, so yeah, that was that. That's what happened. Nothing too serious. Just right before I was going to record, boom. We had a big storm that came through. There you have it. But uh, since I've been gone, you know, it's been it's been tough. It was 12 and 8. The Orioles were 12 and 8 the last time I recorded. I'm so excited. I may vomit. And I'm talking about just ranting and raving how great the Orioles are and and upset that a uh, friend of mine uh, didn't want to admit that the Orioles might actually be good. And, of course, now, the Orioles being 14 and 18, I'm getting all the I told you so text. Forgive me for celebrating a little bit that the Orioles were fun to watch and they were good. I got fooled, too. I I try not to drink too much orange Kool-Aid. I try to keep the reality at a normal level. But I got tricked. I got fooled. I was like, this is crazy. I didn't think they were going to go through the playoffs and, and win it all. I thought, I'm thinking because of the extended uh, team playoffs this year, we're going shit, man. They might have a chance. This is how frustrating it was watching the, the Orioles play offense. Uh, left on base, Saturday, 
Nine left on base, and they were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Friday, six left on base. Wednesday, seven left on base, one for nine scoring position. Tuesday, six left on base, one for six. And then Sunday, 10 left on base, three for 18 runners in scoring position. They won. They beat Boston, but fuck, man. They are leaving guys on base. They can't get the big hit. 0 for 4, 1 for 9, 1 for 6, 3 for 18. It's brutal watching these guys right now. Nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. But also, since I've been gone, Ryan Mountcastle, finally. Congratulations and celebrations. Fucking finally gets called up. It's a celebration in Birdland, hearing that Mountcastle got called up. I mean, it really was. I mean, Twitter blew up. Facebook blew up. My phone blew up. It was amazing. And when Adley gets caught up, oh, shit, that'll be a celebration. Break out the champagne. But his first at bat was very ironic, was a walk, because everyone, before he came up, they said he never walks. And then here he is, his first at bat is a walk. But 24 at bats, he has eight hits, six strikeouts, which I'm sure he'll work on. Again, he's, he's young. He's excited. He wants to put on a show. He'll slow down a little bit. He's had four walks in those 24 at-bats. Two RBIs batting average at 333. Had a, a couple doubles the other night down the line. He looks good. I like him. You know, he can catch the ball in left field. That was a great sign to see. And then I guess uh, they went up to Chris Davis. They said, hey, you know that pothole that Ubaldo stepped in? Yeah, go do that for us, please. <laughs> yeah, and put both feet in there. So that was that. But, yeah, it's fun watching Ryan Mountcastle play. Uh, but, yeah, he comes up here just in time to help the watch the Orioles completely just take a big old diary in bed. And uh, now they're four games under 500. And, by the way, before we get moving here, uh, really sad news. Cal Ripken, well, sad news to hear that he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. But good news is that he's since recovered. That was something that came up in the past week or so. That was crazy to hear. It's like, shit, man. It's crazy shit. So, yeah, I definitely obviously want to hear from you guys. I got an email that came in. I think the trend is starting to be now people are sending in uh, times that they got sick at Camden Yards and threw up. I didn't realize how many emails were coming in or how many stories I was talking about pertaining to puking in Camden Yards, but it looks like people want to chime in on that. And, of course, uh, just... Continue to chat about the Orioles and scratch our heads going, what the hell's happening here? But then you talk to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, I, I could have told you that. This wasn't going to last that long. Shut up. I hate the I told you so people. It's like, again, they were 12 and 8. I was on board. Let's do it. Why not? Say it all the time. Sports. It's why we love it because you don't know what the hell's going to happen. Anyway, so uh, let me get to this email here. Uh, his name's Derek. I appreciate the email. Of course, uh, 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 shit, almost forgot the email address. So I, I don't do a show in a week, and I forget everything. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Let's see. He says, hey there, Nate. Listen to your show all the time and noticed your last couple episodes involved stories of throwing up at the stadium. He says, I figured it was only fitting to continue that trend and add a story where I was involved in a terrible puking accident. Was with a few friends and a girl they were trying to hook me up with 
came along that day. Uh, what did you say? Before we pulled up to the stadium, we all had a good amount of drinks in our tummies, and I was starting to realize I may have drank a few too many. He says, as we all pulled up and parked, my friend thought it'd be a great idea to take a shot before we walk in. Remember, the girl I was meeting for the first time was in the car with us. She was a beautiful girl, and I was already nervous around her. She came knowing she was there to meet me, so things were still a little awkward between her and I. So anyway, my buddy brought shot glasses and a half bottle of Smirnoff. Oof. Smirnoff. Yikes. That shit will put hair on. All up in your ass. He says, we all took the shot, and as soon as the vodka hit my stomach, I jumped out of the car and spewed everywhere. Unfortunately, when I spewed, I spewed on the car next to me. I did leave my name and number and apologized, <laughs> put a letter on their windshield, but I never heard from him. He said, it looked like I threw up everything I ate that entire morning and afternoon. So fucking embarrassing. He says, my friends ragged on me the entire day, and that girl couldn't have seemed less interested in me before or after that happened. Appreciate the email, Derek. Thanks for sharing. I'm sure that's not a story you like to tell, so appreciate you taking out of the embarrassment folder, sending it my way. But I got to say, Derek, I'm kind of right there with you with the uh, taking shots and throwing up. Even my days when I used to drink like a fish. I mean, my friends almost had an intervention. Almost threw me in a room and was like, dude, you got to chill out. You know, as they're drinking their natural light, dude, you got to chill out with the drinking. But no matter how much I would drink, I could never handle the, uh, I guess you call it the regular shots, you know, with the uh, Jack Daniels, Schmirnoff, whatever. I couldn't handle it. I almost wanted to puke everywhere. If I, I, I needed a chaser, like, you know, apple juice or grape juice, you know, everybody, hey, come to the bar, let's take a shot. And I'm sitting there going to the uh, bartender, hey, hey, can I, can I get like a soda or grape juice real quick? Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? But if it was a shot like a, uh, called a, like a pink flamingo, sign me up. I'll get in line with that. I'll take those all day. But somebody says, hey, let's go to the bars, take a shot. Jack Daniels, and they look at me. I'd pretend somebody called my name on the other side of the room and just head on out. Couldn't do those kind of shots. (laughs) So anyway, Derek, appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know what else makes me want to puke? Fuck. Cole Salser. 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 Whatever the hell his last name is. Oh, my God. Enough with the Cole Salser experiment. Enough. You know, they, look, managers, coaches of any sport, they all got the huge ego. They never want to be wrong. They're always going to continue to stick with someone, even though they know they're wrong. Because, again, such an egotistic person, I'm not calling out just Brandon Hyde. I mean, any coach, any manager, they all have that ego. They never want to admit they're wrong about anything. So they're always going to stick with a player who uh, probably sucks major ass. But they talked great about them a week or two ago. That's what it feels like with fucking Cole and Brandon Hyde. It's like it reminds me of uh, Billick and Kyle Bowler back in the day with the Ravens. Look, we all knew Kyle Bowler sucked at being a quarterback, even Brian Billick. But he just kept going. That's my guy. That's my guy. Reminds me of Buck Showalter with Jim Johnson closing. Oh, that's my guy. Duke would blow like eight games in a row. He just, that's my guy. Fucking frustrating. It's like Friday night was one of the toughest losses in a while with the Orioles. I mean, if I think back at last year, I'm sure I could name a, a ton of them. But I, I guess I'll go with this year. That that stuck with me a while. That stuck with me all day, all morning Saturday. You know, I was like in a bad mood Saturday afternoon. <laughs> My wife could tell something was bothering me. And I couldn't figure out why was that, bo- that loss bothered me so bad. 
but that motherfucker Gritchick, he's hit like 17 home runs in the past like 34 games against the Orioles. I mean, he's like another Mookie Bats or a Torres. I mean, it's unbelievable. But the Orioles, I mean, I'm sure you saw it. They were up four to three, two outs, bottom of the 10th. Here comes Gritchick, and we all know what the hell is going to happen. And I saw a lot of arguments on Twitter whether they should have just walked him. You know, everyone's like, well, he's a winning run. Why would you put him on base? You know, there's very few people in baseball where no matter what the situation is, even if they're the winning run and they walk the bases, you just either pitch around them or you walk them. And he's one of them. I agree. He's the winning run. But not the way that he's going. And what pisses me off even more, Brandon Hyde said, I know that Gritchick has been doing damage against us. He says, but I liked that matchup of Saucer against him. What? My 85-year-old neighbor would have had a better matchup. And look, we all know Cole Saucer is not a, a, um, a closer. And we all know he can't pitch two innings. If we all know that, what the hell are you doing? You had like 10 guys in the bullpen ready to pitch that night. Oh, that was so frustrating. But that loss stuck with me for a while. That was tough. All right, listen up, folks. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball and the NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, don't fast forward. I got one more. I think this one would change your life. You're also going to get hooked up, and I'm going to show you how. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's going to change your life. That's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 Nail Kit which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. See, I'm getting so excited. I'm having trouble here. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer this will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants you'll also find the crop reviver a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself go to manscape.com and check out some of these life-changing products listen up head over to manscape.com and you'll get 20 percent off Plus, free shipping. All you got to do is use code armchair. Manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. All right, so the Orioles, who I was giving a lot of props to the past couple weeks, everybody was. 
But Craig pointed out, friend of the show on Twitter, appreciate it, reached out to me on Twitter and reminded me that um, I'm jinxing shit. I got to just shut up. <laughs> I mean, a couple weeks ago, I'm sitting there talking about how great Ruiz is doing and uh, how great, uh, talking about third base. His defense looks great. I was giving him props about, you know, how smooth his throw was from third to first. And then what happened? I released the episode. Ruiz does a terrible throw. Easy throw. Late games against the Nationals. It was tied up. Goes right by first base. Nationals score. They wind up winning. And then I'm giving props about the Orioles, about how great they're doing. And and is is this real life? Is this what's happening? You know, talking about how I'm upset that other friends won't celebrate the Orioles with me. And I'm thinking they're the real deal. I uh, uh, released that episode. (laughs) uh, I wasn't out last week. And all these past couple weeks, the Orioles have been shit in the bed. So, I don't know. Maybe Craig's on to something. Just need to keep quiet. (laughs) But I always love hearing from you guys regardless. Again, on Twitter, at FullCountChaos. And by the way, Kevin Brown. Love listening to him on the TV. I I like him on the radio, too. But they uh, threw him on the TV broadcasting. I can't remember if... How many times he did that last year, if he even did that? I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, that may be a stupid comment because someone's going to write in and be like, dude, he did like 80 games last year on the TV. All right, whatever. I can't remember what the fuck happened last week. Anyway, so Kevin Brown's doing a game with Ben McDonald, which, by the way, they might be the next Palmer and Thorne. You know, I, I could get some hate thrown my way for saying that. Again, no one's a bigger fan than I am than the Palmer and Thorne show. But Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald were great because Ben McDonald, I, I just love hearing him talk about uh, the game and, and his opinions and his stories and experiences. And Kevin Brown threw some uh, <laughs> threw some jabs back at Dennis Eckersley. He broadcast for uh, Boston for the uh, Red Sox games. And in the first game, when the Orioles lose 13-2, to Eckersley made a comment about, boy, it must be tough for those Orioles announcers. So then when the Orioles, I forget what the conversation was, if they were, they could have just been talking about how the Orioles are beating up on the Red Sox or how many left on base or runners in scoring position for the Red Sox. I forgot what it was, but Kevin Brown just jabbed right back and said, gee, it must be tough to be a Red Sox announcer right now. And I think that's fantastic. I love it. Bring some drama in the booth. The game's entertaining, obviously, but the announcers, you know, we want some entertainment with that as well. I think that's why when Mike Bordick and Scott Garceau are calling a game in the booth. Oh, it's brutal. Very nice guys. Not taking that away from them. I'm just saying that when they are calling games, they, they put me to sleep. It's boring. They don't take any chances. It always seems like they always want to make sure they're saying the right thing, the nice thing. But Kevin Brown, Ben McDonald, they're saying it like it is. <laughs> and I loved it. Mike Bordick, he's... Bordick sounds like that substitute teacher that always used to try to sound cool with the students. You know, he just talk a lot and try to say some cool things and some swag and some cool little nicknames for everybody who uh, who's in the classroom. It's like, dude, you're not cool. Shut up. Stop talking. I don't mean to sound rude towards Mike Bordick. I mean, you know, he does a decent job, obviously, and he's always <laughs> telling what's going on. But I don't know. The other night, Bordick and Garceau, they've been doing it a couple times to me, thought it was brutal. I don't know if, if I'm the only one. Is there anybody else out there? But wasn't a fan. So hopefully they get Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald to continue to team up on the TV. I was enjoying it. You know, if we had 
Gary Thorne and Palmer. And then the nights they don't do it, we get Kevin Brown and uh, Ben McDonald to step in. The majority of the nights are not in. That'd be fantastic. That would be great. That would be great. And uh, one thing I did notice, by the way, the MLB, they've just completely ignored the rules for 2020. No spitting, chewing seeds, chewing tobacco. Everybody's out there spitting. Everybody's out there eating seeds, chewing tobacco. They're all next to each other, not wearing masks, talking to each other in the dugout. Nobody's sitting six feet from each other. They were talking about how the uh, players were going to start sitting in the stands so they're away from each other. It reminds me of a few years ago when they tried to make the rule where the batter couldn't step out of the box. That shit the bed the next day they made the rule. <laughs> it's like I remember David Ortiz gets in the batter's box. He's like, yeah, this ain't happening. I'm not listening to this shit. And then all the other players are like, oh, okay, cool. But anyway, yeah, it was tough watching the Orioles this week. I mean, you go back to Tuesday, Glassnow dressed up the Orioles in a sexy lingerie and had his way with them. Gave them a little spanking on the hiney. 13 strikeouts. That was his career high. How many fucking times have we heard that watching the Orioles over the past few years? These pitchers, career high strikeouts. And I think it was 14 strikeouts altogether that entire game. That was bad. Uh, Tommy Malone, like what I saw, five and a third, uh, five and one third, four runs, two earned, six strikeouts, one walk. Did give up two dingoes. Uh, He might be gone soon. Why not? You know, get him out of here. <laughs> Forget about the wins and losses. Just get him out of here. Uh, that was cool. On Tuesday, Ryan Mountcastle had his first RBI that game. Uh, Valakia does not belong at shortstop or anywhere in the field. <laughs> Two airs that night. Also had three airs the next night. And Iglesias, he's come back. Uh, he picked up right where he left off. I was tweeting about that. He looked great in the batter's box. Uh, had some airs. I didn't see the game Saturday night. I, I didn't. I uh, I got tricked into helping somebody move. And, and, you know, I should learn over the years that it's never as easy as they say, hey, just a couple boxes, maybe uh, uh, one entertainment center, and that's it. No, fuck that. You walk in and you're like, you guys haven't moved. Shit. They go, oh, yeah, well, we, we you know, we started with uh, the brooms on the first level. And then a couple lamps on the second level, and then, you know, we just kind of got busy. It's like, you bastard. You know what you did here. But I heard that uh, Glacius had a uh, uh, little air, could have pulled a double play, and I guess he couldn't get his hand on the ball. But look, he's been out for a while, so I'm not going to shit on Glacius. And uh, over the years of him playing baseball, He's proved himself that he's got a great glove, and he's proved himself on the Orioles that he has a great glove. But the Orioles should play a little game called Hide Valakia's Glove and never tell him where you hit it. Holy shit, man. He looks terrible. And he's struggling a little bit with the bat, too, but hopefully he comes around uh, because he could be possibly the next Flaherty. They can put him anywhere. He'll get his shit together. That same night, Lucas Giolito, Lilo, Giolito, I think I'm saying that right, on the uh, White Sox, threw a no-hitter. I actually got to watch that. I was watching that on my phone, pulled up my little app, got to watch him throw the no-hitter, so congratulations on that. So, yeah, again, uh, the Orioles lose Tuesday, of course. Uh, you know, 14 strikeouts in one game. It's not too many games where you're going to strike out that many times and have success. So Glass now just bent us over and had his way with us. Wednesday, hey, 
Orioles lose again. Three to four. Givens gives up a bottom eight dinger. Uh, Valakia, he hit. Look, that rule pisses me off so bad in baseball. I mean, it's been a rule forever, so I can't sit here and, and complain about it too much. But you'd think they, they got to do something about it. And what I'm talking about is late in the game, uh, the Orioles could have tied up. We were down two to three. Valakia hit a, hit a fucking shot. And I think, no, it was tied two to two. And it should have got, uh, I think, uh, uh, Chan Sisko was on first. I'm pretty sure. But he got all the way around to home. Valakia would have had a triple. But instead, it took a bounce on the wall and ricocheted over top of the wall. Couldn't believe it. And I knew it. As soon as that happened, I cursed because there was already two outs. Fucking knew it because uh, the Orioles this week with uh, runners in scoring position suck. It's terrible. So I knew when that happened, you know, all right, second and third, two outs. Still a tie game. And, of course, that's what happened. But there's got to be something's got to change with that. With the runner on first and, you know, he doesn't get home. And that hit that Valakia had, I mean, he would have had a stand-up triple. He wouldn't have had, it wouldn't have been a, a slide and, and a close play. It would have been a stand-up triple. Chance would have been home, and the Orioles would have been up three to two. And with the momentum at that point, who knows what happens? There's pressure on the pitcher, and and so on. Something somehow that that's got to change. And I remember when that used to happen. Buck Showalter used to run out on the field and complain with the umpire every time and point out where the runner was, and he always wanted to get that run back. But I thought Brandon Hyde was going to do the same thing. But the rule's a rule. Doesn't matter where the runner is, I guess. Fucking hate that rule. Terrible rule. Then you had Thursday. Uh, they basically protested. I, I don't think any games, I think one or two games played in baseball that day, but most of the teams, they wanted to the, protest. You know, the the uh, police shooting of Jacob Blake, 29-year-old black man from Wisconsin. And, all, you know, athletes and, and teams, they, they went on strike. They just wanted to try to think of another way to continue to bring attention to this, uh, ra- you know, the racial injustice and police brutality that's being talked about. And I got to tell you, I used to be one of the guys that would be like, what the fuck, man? Just stick to sports. Come on. We, we watch sports to get away from all this drama just to be entertained. There's enough crazy shit happening out there in the world. We want to tune in and watch you play sports. My mind has changed because these people, these athletes are th- the same as us. You know, they have the same feelings, the same frustrations. They're reading the same shit in the news on the internet as we are. They see the same shit happening. And if they want to do this, and this is their way of protesting, to bring more attention to this of how fucking crazy it is and how fucked up it is, you know, so be it. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with me on that, and I get it. I get their frustration too. You know, they just want to get away from this stuff and just watch an entertaining game and and move on, but... At the same time, it almost reminds me, like when I hear people go, just stick to sports, just stick to baseball, just stick to basketball, stick to football, just mind your business. Kind of reminds me as a kid, you know, a little kid, when like I would see my teachers out from school, like in the store at the movie theater or at a uh, at an Orioles game, I'd be like, well, what are you, what are you, what are you doing out of, out of school? You're a teacher. You're not, <laughs> you're not supposed to be out having fun. What is this? This is weird. Get back in school. Do teacher stuff. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Like when these athletes on whatever, NBA, football, baseball, you know, they want to protest in a way. They want to show their frustration. 
They have feelings and emotions just like we do. And this is how they want to show it. But the people are going, wait a minute, you're you're not a real person. You're just an athlete. Go out and play sports. Entertain us. What are you doing? It's kind of the same way. It's like, what? You're a teacher. What are you doing? No, that's not that's not real life. It's not how it works. So I saw that day a lot of uh, conversations, a lot of arguments all over social media. It was quite a day. A lot of people had a lot of strong opinions about shit, but love to hear from you. If you completely disagree with me on that, hey, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Talk about it, you know? What do you got? All right, Friday, John means, I, I don't know what to think about the guy. I know he's got a lot of awful shit that happened in his life with his dad, and he's been out, he's been injured, hasn't had to be, be able to get that rhythm, but he's still making me, I don't know, a little nervous. He did retire the first eight batters on Friday. You know, and I, I guess at that point, but each each batter, it was a full count because, you know, he's on a pitch count and that first inning, it took him 25 pitches, didn't give up any runs, just had too many full counts. And, uh, you know, after 14 innings, he's given up six home runs. It's just something about his changeup. I mean, he's throwing 93, 94 now. He was throwing up to 96 the first game of the season. You're thinking, holy shit. What the hell happened? But his cha- I man, if he could get his changeup down to like 83, 84, I-, I don't know if that's what it is. It's it's not fooling the batters as much because I think each home run has been like, or I think I think I saw five out of six of his home runs were on changeups. So I don't know. And, and again, the base running has been a problem this season. It, it's terrible. We got caught stealing three times that game. Uh, <laughs> Valakia. Just a, uh, a terrible, terrible move. Um, what was that? I think it was in the ninth, ninth inning. Two in the ninth inning. And Valakia. All right. Mountcastle's on first. I don't know if you guys saw this. But it's obviously a hit and run because Mountcastle is not fast on the bases. So you get the sign. Valakia knows. All right. Mountcastle's on first. He's going to be stealing. I'm, we're doing a hit and run. Mountcastle. Valakia's got to stand there and know Mountcastle's not fast. So I better do something here. Bunt, swing, whatever. Okay, they did they did an out pitch because they apparently knew something was coming. It doesn't matter if it's nine feet over your head. At that point, I'm sorry, Valakia. Throw the bat at the ball. Do something. You know Mountcastle's going to get thrown out. You can't just stand there. And it wasn't even that far from him. He could have reached out his bat and fouled it off or bunted it. That was a terrible move. Then Valaki, he then Valaki gets on first. He gets caught stealing. Two in the ninth inning. You just can't do that. And I know Hyde. He, he the, the game Friday night on that blown lead in the bottom of the tenth. There was a quick second when Cole Solcer is walking back to the dugout. You can see Brandon Hyde still hasn't moved. He just had his head down. Everybody behind him. All the other coaches are all gathering up their shit. The players are running back to the dugout. Brandon Hyde just has his head hanging down, not moving. And all the fans, we feel you, Brandon. We know what the fuck you're feeling. (laughs) Except we're not making all that money. Oh, boy. So it's going to be brutal the next couple weeks. It is because the Orioles have to continue to play the East. The Red Sox are the only team below them. And even then, when they face the Red Sox, it's a battle to win. You got the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Yankees. I mean, it's not going to be fun 
the rest of baseball if the Orioles continue to play like this. So, you know, sitting at 12 and 8, hoorah. Sitting at 14 and 18, fuck. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. We're just going to continue on the season and see what happens. Till next time, see you.